listening to the podcast of East River Park Christian Church. If you'd like to find out more information about the church or donate to this ministry, please visit us at eastriverpark.church. We pray that this is an encouragement to you as you grow in Christ through the local church. Uh, several weeks ago, um, I called my uncle in Kentucky and asked what their plans were for Christmas, and we set a time for us all to get together this coming week. It uh, been too far or too long since we had seen everyone, and so while on the phone, I asked him how their uh, Thanksgiving had, had gone, and he paused and he replied, um, it was Okay. Not as many as there used to be. Some have moved away. Uh, Some have passed away. Uh, There used to be around 20 or 30 of us, and now there's less than 10. And, yeah, certainly some of that is just the reality of of how things progress in this life. Uh, It is a reminder of, of how so many of us feel. Even this Christmas Eve, uh, we were reminded that this Christmas is just not the same as the others, uh, especially with the the bitter cold. Sure, there there might be plenty of great memories to be made this evening and tomorrow. There might be homes full of joy and and laughter, but there's always that that nagging reminder that that things are just, just not the same. Some chairs sit empty from those that have passed from this life, and some chairs sit empty from those that have moved to another state. Christmas, in all of its joy and wonder and happy moments, it's a reminder that that life can be hard, that loss is real, depression is real, anger is real, loneliness is real, and yet, even in the darkest of times, points us to the brightest. And yet this Christmas Eve, we're reminded that even in the deepest of our pain, there's a hope that that fills with a lasting, eternal joy, a hope that extends beyond a date on the calendar, a hope that extends beyond uh, even death itself. So I want to show you what that hope is. This will be uh, our communion devotional and a brief Uh, midway point through Isaiah 53. We'll be in Isaiah 53. If you have one of the green uh, handouts, all of the passage will be in that. If you have a digital Bible, I'll read out of the ESV. Um, But before we read the text for this evening, let's pray together. Father, we come before you in just a confession. Some... Some of us, is just heavy on our minds. It just doesn't feel the way it used to. Um, God, in many ways, it just doesn't even feel like Christmas Eve. So we confess uh, and just honest and open and real before your word. God, give us a hope that will last beyond just an evening. God, a hope uh, in Christ Jesus uh, alone. And we pray these things in your son's name. Amen. This is Isaiah 53. I'll just read a few verses. This is verse 7. It says, He was oppressed 
and he was afflicted, and yet he opened not his mouth, and like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shears is silent. And so he opened not his mouth. By oppression and judgment he was taken away. And as for his generation who, is, who considered that he was cut off out of the land of the living, stricken for the transgression of my people. And they made his grave with the wicked and with a rich man in his death, although he had done no violence and there was no deceit in his mouth. The question I want to answer is how can I rest in Christ this Christmas? This is our question that we've, we've asked as we studied Isaiah 53 this past Sunday. I gave you three points from verses 1 through 6. Point one, rest in his strength. Point two, rest in his peace. Point three, rest in his atonement. And so this evening, I'll give you only one point, and then I'll give you the final two tomorrow morning. So how can I rest in Christ this Christmas? In the middle of busy schedules, in the middle of children that are just full of a little too much energy, in the middle of grief and loss, in the middle of feeling alone and worthless, in the middle of a world that feels like it's upside down, honestly, in just the middle of trying to keep warm, how can you and I rest in Christ this Christmas? Here's point four. Rest in his suffering. Rest in his suffering. And I'm, I'm fully aware how strange that point really is. Um, like, why would suffering be a path to rest? Why would suffering be the news given to a people that are filled with so, much, so many burdens? This is a message not just for us, but first to the people of Judah from the prophet Isaiah, where Judah has been hurt and wounded by the enemy, where Judah is looking for for some sort of hope, some sort of good news. And Isaiah begins this evening in verse 7, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, and yet he did not open his mouth. He's speaking of the servant. He's speaking of Christ Jesus. We gather this evening to remember the innocent child that was born to us. God, clothed in flesh, came as an innocent baby to the mother of Mary and the father of Joseph, an innocent child. Friends, that's not that miraculous when you think of a baby being born. Babies are born every day. What is miraculous is that that baby is God. What is miraculous is that that baby was born of a virgin and stayed innocent. He didn't have terrible twos. He didn't grow up as a rowdy teenager. He didn't have wild college years. He didn't have a wayward season. The most beautiful reality of Christmas Eve is that the baby stayed innocent and sinless through it all. Isaiah declares it for us in verse 7. Yet he opened not his mouth. End of verse 7, he opened not his mouth. Verse 9, he had done no violence. End of verse 9, there was no deceit in his mouth. For we know that it's out of the mouth that the heart speaks. Luke 6, 45. Be on the screen. The good person out of the good treasure of his heart produces good. The evil person out of the evil treasure produces evil. For out of the abundance of the heart, his mouth speaks. For we also know the heart is corrupt and deceitful. This is uh, Jeremiah 17, 9. The heart is deceitful above all things, desperately sick. Who can understand it? Meaning Jesus wasn't just pure in his speech. He was always pure in his speech. 
because he was always pure in his heart. He was born innocent and stayed innocent. Yeah, so what? It's cold. <laughs> I mean, y'all came out tonight. What, I mean, what, why does that matter? What is so miraculous about this child being born? It's miraculous because the child is our lamb. It's miraculous because the child is our sheep. Which is why Isaiah describes Jesus in verse 7. He's like a lamb that's led to the slaughter, like a sheep that before it shears is silent. Since Christ wasn't just born innocent, he stayed innocent. Christ Jesus became the lamb of God. The blameless, perfect lamb became our substitute. 1 Peter 1, starting in verse 17, And if you call on him as Father who judges impartially, according to each one's deeds, conduct yourselves with fear throughout the time of your exile, knowing that you were ransomed from the futile ways, inherited from your forefathers, not with perishable things such as silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Friends, um, it's not a coincidence that the greatest news and the greatest message ever told was shared to a group of forgotten men. It is not a coincidence that the greatest message ever told was shared to forgotten shepherds. Luke 2. Verse 8, in the same region there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. And the angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not. Behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. We rest in his suffering, because his suffering promises us that our suffering is temporary. For those that have been made right with God through Christ, your darkness has an end date. 1 Peter 2.10 And after you have suffered a little while, the God of all grace who has called you to His eternal glory in Christ will Himself restore, confirm, strengthen, and establish you to Him be the dominion forever and ever. Amen. So yeah, it's fitting this Christmas Eve that as we celebrate the birth of Christ, we also take communion and remember what Christ was born to do. Church, fear not. For Christ was born to suffer on our behalf. And so when we take our, the bread to remember his body that was broken, we take the juice to remember the blood of the new covenant. So I'll, I'll pray, um, invite you, there's a table in the front and the back, um, the cups are double stacked, so the bread's on the bottom and the juice is on top, and so um, when I'm done praying, please come take uh, the communion elements, take those back to your seat, pray, uh, confess sin, get your heart right with the Lord, uh, reflect on what Christ has done. And then you can take those on your own. So this evening, we remember what the angels declared to the shepherds. 
It's good news. It's the joy for all people. The Lamb of God has come. That is the real rest in Christ. So rest in His suffering. Let's pray together.